Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Oh, I'm pressing the record button. <clears throat> the weird, weirdest thing happened on the way over here. Yes, ma'am. Have you ever smelled gas station Brussels sprouts? Funny thing happened on the way over to the show. No. I um, stopped into your wow. gas. I love your gas station on this corner. This is the weirdest, <laughs> the weirdest thing. I just wanted a something to drink and a car wash. And I walked in and I couldn't at first recognize what the smell was because I was in a gas station. But it... <laughs> Something didn't compute about like Brussels sprouts in the gas coffee station. Coffee or, or burnt, you know, hot dogs. Yeah, you just it, like burnt meat or something. I was like, what is... And then I realized, I'm like, this is the healthiest gas station I've ever been in. This guy was straight up eating Brussels sprouts. I've just never smelled anything like that in a gas station. Oh, before. he had brought his own lunch. I'm imagining. Okay. Either that or they had a Brussels sprouts plug-in. I'm thinking they replaced the popcorn machine with a Brussels sprout cooker. That, that could be it, too. Brussels sprouts, are, it, it's, they're trendy. This is a trendy area. I just thought it was odd for a shell station. So what'd you do? Registered it? I registered it, and I went, huh, that's the first time I've smelled that in a gas station. <laughs> I feel as if the next time you're in there, if this happens again, which I'm sure it will, you got to ask. You got to talk to the guy. I know what happened. I was abruptly... I was abruptly uh, switched out of that thought because the second I walked up to the counter and there was this drape of clear plastic, I was like, oh, we're still... Oh, hi. Yeah, there's a pandemic. <laughs> we're, we're still doing that. <laughs> yes, yeah. we are. Well, the last time I'd been in that gas station, that wasn't there. Oh, yeah, so no. I, I, sometimes I forget, even though I have my mask on and everything, it's become such I a part you. of our culture now. Some of the peeps are late to the party because most of the places got the whole plastic thing in place well they may have i just didn't go in there no i'm just saying he yeah might be. yeah no this was like a, it you know what it looked like it looked like a piece of the plastic they use in the car wash <laughs> oh, <laughs> that God. they hung from the thing they're like hey come over here put you got an extra piece in there the- that we can put up at the front so this guy doesn't get sneezed so on. all the people can walk through it and touch it yeah <laughs> that sounds good that no, sounds I, like we're preventing I disease. Happy, I was happy for him. He's an essential <laughs> worker, and they had it all closed off. It was just, I walked up there, I was looking down, I was great, and I looked up, and I'm like, oh, I got oh, smacked in the face with You the, look like a plastic man. I, Sweet. Between that and the smell of Brussels sprouts, it was just a very new experience <laughs> very, in a gas station for me. That, that's a very all. disorienting day it so far. Very disorienting. <laughs> um, well, that brings us to a little segment we like to call... <laughs> Horror facts with Kat. Thank you. Thank you so much. We hire her once a week just to come in and sing that and leave. That's our jingle um, person, um, Jojo. Thank you, Jojo. Thanks, Jojo. Uh, and by the way, if anyone wants that on a t-shirt for our merchandise. What, Jojo? No, no. Horror facts with Kath. Oh, because like we can't even understand what you're saying. <laughs> but it'll be spelled out. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, sure. And it might be even Jojo singing it. Yeah. Yeah, like with her eyes closed really intensely. So, and then it says so, terror talk on the back. So or you're asking <laughs> you're asking if anybody would like horror facts on calf. With uh, with calf. With calf. <laughs> horror facts with calf. It's the best when I get it wrong. Okay. Horror facts with calf on a t-shirt, a terror talk t-shirt. 
And let, let's take a moment and hear how many people are going to want that. <laughs> that sounded like none. I'm just giving that, you all a, 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 I just want to have a variety of merch. That's I know. It. I know. Okay. I adore that about you. <sighs> it's okay. Um, I understand that I might be the only one wearing it. Okay. And I am Kath, which is the irony. So <laughs> I have four. People will walk up to you on the street and say, hey, are you that a horror factor? Are you Kath, lady? Kath from Horror Facts with Kath or are you Jojo? And you'd be like, oh my God, I am. Thank you so much for recognizing me. I'm so famous. <laughs> uh, she almost did I could, a spit take. I almost I could, got her. I could see you paying people to walk up to me just so I felt special. Just so I can just videotape walk up, it. Walk up to that lady right there and just ask her if she is the Kath. Make her feel special. She's having a hard day. I got to pick one on here. <laughs> yeah. So now we actually have to do the actual horror fact. Okay. okay. I've got it. That's you. <clears throat> Numero uno. <laughs> okay. The movie was filmed in 18 days for $700,000. Number two. The creation of this film was influenced by lo a low budget approach of the Blair Witch Project. Wait, the low budget approach? Oh, okay. Yeah, like as if there was some other approach from that. Right. <laughs> like, hey. No, low budget was really the I only kinda, approach for I that movie. I like how that looks low budget. Let's do it that way. <laughs> okay. That really narrows it down. Well, <clears throat> if you think about these without being so judgmental. Mm -mm. I feel like this is my job in so this segment. The <laughs> if it's filmed in 18 days and you know it's low budget, you know there's probably limited set <laughs> yeah okay so I'm limited I'm star power yeah. as well uh, not necessarily oh, oh see i got a hint out of her very good the film was originally going to be filmed through the perspective of a security camera in an elevator I think that's actually really interesting when you figure out what the movie is or when i tell you that i think that's really interesting <laughs> more likely yeah the latter uh-huh the original concept and bare bones of this film was two guys and a dead body in between. That's a big one. Okay. And then the last one is... Weekends at Bernie? No, actually, I'm going to save this last one because this <laughs> might give it away. Okay. So if you don't get it by those four, then... Yeah, I have no idea. I never do. I mean, I have to think about it for a while, yeah. maybe. Maybe I'll... The number four is the most helpful clue. Okay, good to know. And it was um, the two, two guys, guys and a, a dead, dead body? body in between. Okay. Two guys and a... All right. Two girls and a cup. Was it three girls? It was two girls. Still on Weekend of Bernie's, but that's a really still old pull. Facts with cat. <clears throat> I know. It's not a horror fact. Well, it was sort of horrific, that movie. Weekend at Bernie's or Two Girls in a Cup? <laughs> <laughs> so today on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? I, I swear there's nothing in my drink. I'm just in a good mood today. I am in a good yeah. mood, too. That is so funny, because this morning I was, I don't know, doing dishes or something, and I thought, oh, I'm in a really good mood today. Let's roll with Either it. Either that or I'm, I've just hit rock bottom from burnout, and I'm now just delirious. That yeah. could be it. it. It certainly could be. I was hoping that I moved through the compassion fatigue <laughs> that I was having. I was hoping that I had done the things I'm supposed to do when that happens, and that I had moved through it. So we're going to go with it for the day. Hey, let's ride with it. Until it's Wednesday, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> like Christopher Cross said, ride, ride like the wind. Right? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> dated myself. Go yeah. on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, today on the show, we're actually going to do, uh, we're actually going to just discuss topical true crime news and a couple of entertainment items that I thought you might be interested I'd be in. interested in that. 
All right. So the biggest headline um, that's recent, uh, depending on when you're listening to this and depending on when I decide to publish it, <laughs> it's relatively recent. There might be new developments, although I don't think too much by the time this airs, is have you been following at all uh, Danny Masterson? Do you know who that is? I heard about Danny. So this is an old news item that, you know, has resurfaced. So for those of you who don't know, I'll give a little heads up to that. So there's an actor. His name is Danny Masterson. And he is a, actually a very funny, very good actor. And he was on a show called The Ranch with Aston Kutcher and then a whole bunch of other stuff. That's but that was show you'll know him from. Probably. Yeah, he's yeah. on the 70s show with Aston Kutcher from back in the day. Um, but most recently, The Ranch, which mm-hmm. was a really good show. Actually. I, liked, I liked it too. I'm still actually getting through it, but it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's like the last season I haven't watched okay. or something, but... I got through uh, most of what I would probably call like the good seasons. I like Sam Elliott a lot. Oh my God, he's so good on it. He's so great on it. So Danny is uh, currently 44 years old and is being charged with three counts of rape. Uh, They actually call it rape by force or fear, which is what I was reading. Um, So this just happened uh, in June. So LA County District is charging him with three counts of rape. Masterson is accused of raping a 23-year-old woman whom he had invited to his home in the Hollywood Hills between October and December of 2003. Um, He also was accused of raping a 28-year-old woman that same year, as well as a 23-year-old woman in 2001. All of the allegations of rape occurred in his home. So he faces a maximum sentence of 45 years to life if he's convicted, Jesus. Um, so I did want to provide also, so, you know, the interesting thing about this, I think, is that, well, I don't know that it's all that interesting, but. He won't get that much time. Here's the thing, like, you remember that he originally went to trial a little ways, a little ways back when we heard about it. Um, the, when the public heard about it the first time, he actually did go to trial, but the charges were dropped. Of course. Um but he was still fired from the TV show, The Ranch. Mm-hmm. And then in interviews or testimony, I'm not, I'm not sure if it was court testimony or not, but at that time he stated, hey, listen, this is something that the LAPD or has been trying to um, you know, convict me of or get me on or whatever his language was. Uh, for 15 years and they've never been, you know, they've, they've never like it's bogus, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't, I don't know that that was the best thing to say because right. it's like, oh, wow, they've been investigating you for, you know, 15 years right. on these charges. <clears throat> and the last time they tried to take you to trial, they just didn't have enough. And so the charges were dropped. And now we're hearing this month that they're back at you, you know, um, charging you. And so what, what that leaves us to believe is that they have more evidence mm-hmm. Um, or more testimony or more victims. You know, I don't know all of the the details, but um, I happen to have read as well that he's a Scientologist. Okay. Um, now, you know, the internet sphere 
likes to talk negatively about Scientology. I don't know too much about Scientology. I've watched all of the documentaries that everybody else has watched. The Aremonies. Yeah, yeah, hers is yeah, pretty the powerful. recent ones. Yeah, that the don't paint a pretty, right. certainly don't paint a pretty picture. Um, but some of what the internet sort of talks about, and by internet I mean the general public <laughs> these days, is that, that the Scienti Church of Scientology is protecting him. And that's why it's taken 15 years because they have a lot of money and all of that. And that they, that, you know, it's possible that they've been pressuring um, to keep it quiet. Well, and it's so celebrity driven. There's a lot of clout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's um, now this kind of story right now for us, I guess, is it's because we're, um, I think we're becoming really used to hearing these stories of wealthy men in Hollywood um, misrep, um, you know, using their power and influence yeah. to um, assert their criminal instincts and, and violence. Rationalization. Right. Or just flat out gaslighting everybody. What are you talking about? That's impossible. I couldn't have been there. I don't even remember that. You know, when they when they do the whole, and I know we're going to have uh, an episode on Jeffrey Epstein, mm -hmm. but the whole idea around like Prince Andrew and that whole situation of, I don't even, like she means so little to me. I don't even know who that girl is in the photo. It's just so dehumanizing and disgusting. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I thought I'd bring it to this show, just yeah. because I know we're going to do an, an, an Epstein episode coming up. But um, yeah, the Church of Scientology uh, in a New York Times article reported that the they denied it had pressured any of the victim. They had pressured any of the victims. Um, the charges of pressure by the church were repeated in a lawsuit filed last year against Masterson and the church by four women who have accused Masterson of rape. A lawyer for the plaintiffs, Robert Thompson, said the criminal charges against Masterson are closely related to the accus accusations made in the lawsuit by the women who said that after they accused Masterson of sexual assault, people associated with the church had stalked, threatened, and surveilled them as they spoke out about their allegations. Uh, three of the women had been personally involved with the church. So this Interesting. seems to be wrapped up, according <clears throat> to the New York Times. And then if that were true, they're protecting him and not these women... Oh, yes. You know, which is another... That's what it adds speaks another to. another layer to that. You know, and I think it's just more of what... Why we're out in the streets rioting right now and looking at privilege and Danny Masterson would have been a man of color or a woman or a transgender individual um, of any kind. Trans woman, trans male, doesn't matter. Anyone in that continuum... Mm -hmm. Would this have been, I mean, specifically when you think of the transgender community, so many people uh, just automatically assume there's sexual perversion and things like that. So the way that we use um, heuristics mm -hmm. to just go, oh, if, you know, come on, he's familiar. He's that 70s show. He's the ranch. He's a funny guy. I've, I met him out once at Jamba Juice, you know, back like, 
15 years, 25 years ago. You look at that and because of that familiarity and he's this funny guy, there's the cognitive dissonance. Oh, yeah. I mean, before this investigation that I guess started like three years ago that where it was out in the public talked about, apparently it's been going on for longer than that, but the first, I think, the general public heard about it was about three years ago. And I mean, since then, I, I was... I was shocked, as I always am with these kinds of stories, and then immediately, like, of course, you know, you kind of, our our dissonance sort of says, like, yeah, that's the world. You know, we just sort of, like, put it in that group of disappointments about people that we all have. Um, but I, I also was, I, I was genuinely sad because it's just, like, one more super talented, super likable person, mm -hmm. seemingly like mm -hmm. what we know of him as a straight, like he's a total stranger to me. Right. What of we associate our associations with him, I guess. Yeah. was with his talent. Mm -hmm. And so that's not to say that someone who's talented, obviously, as we have seen over and over and over again, I don't even have to name them. Talent doesn't mean good person. No. And just the, the curse of, celebrity like when you think about um just situational narcissism that develops over time with the type of industry you're in and the way you're catered to and it plays out with women in in different ways not that women can't be narcissistic but i think men especially white men or white passing men in that industry have gotten away with a lot for a long time um, and so there's these feelings of, well, I'm limitless or I'm always going to be protected or it's not rape. I'm a celebrity. You clearly want this. You know, there's just all of that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so. So this guy, Thompson, who's one of the lawyers, released a statement on behalf of the women that said they were thankful that the L.A. County District Attorney's Office is finally seeking criminal justice uh, against Masterson after the three year investigation uh, in the lawsuit. One woman, so there was, in this article, if you're tracking, there's they were talking about four women. And so there's three women they're bringing up criminal charges. I guess there's a fourth. And I think this might be the one in the lawsuit, but not the criminal charges. I'm not sure of that. In the lawsuit, one woman said Masterson sexually assaulted her throughout their relationship. After she went to the police, she said people associated with the church loitered outside her home, looked through her windows, and filmed her home and family, according to the lawsuit. In court papers responding to the accusations by the women, a lawyer for Masterson called the lawsuit a quote-unquote money grab and a quote-unquote publicity stunt orchestrated by Masterson's ex-girlfriends. A lawyer for the church described one of the women's claims in court papers as false and malicious and said her experiences with her trash disappearing and people loitering near her home were simply the price of modern urban life. Mm. Um, and all of that I am reading from the New York Times dated June 17th, 2020. Mm. So I wanted to talk a little yeah, bit about I, that. Yeah, I just saw something pop up in the news with him recently, so I knew that it was back in the... He was back in the public eye again. It'll be interesting, too, because when he was initially charged, a lot has changed yeah. in our culture, around yes. in rape culture, and the Me Too movement is actually being acknowledged now. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this one. I don't think he'll get 45 years. I don't think so either because I don't trust the system to do that. No. I mean, uh, rape is like usually people get 
maybe two and a half years. Right. Uh, But the court of public opinion, we'll see. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention to you as well today is, oh, my computer froze. That's Do you have any guesses to my trivia? Oh, let's see. Uh, Dead bodies and man, men and um, Two guys and a dead body in between. Filmed in 18 days. Low budget approach. It may not have, I mean, it still cost 700,000 to make. So it was originally going to be filmed through the perspective of security camera. So through a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I can give you the last piece and you're probably going to get it. I won't. I never do. <laughs> Why do you, okay. you want me to give it to you? You're, you're always wait. so hopeful that I'm going to guess. <laughs> Go ahead. Billy the puppet is the horror movie's mascot. <gasps> Chucky? No. Chucky's Chucky, not Billy. Billy, I know that. Billy is, hmm. Yeah, I'm terrible at trivia. I don't know. He rides a tricycle. Oh, the oh saw. Yeah. Oh God, have mercy. I'm like Billy. I know Billy. The Billy's the little doll. Where about movie is that from? Seen how stressed out I (laughs) gave her that one. Oh, because I know it, and then I'm—I know myself I well that. enough to know that I'm not going to come up with it. <laughs> but I did. Yay! I helped you out. You did. You helped me out. I'm—I enjoy. I don't want to see you suffer. <laughs> She's working up to a song. <laughs> it sounded like a song. Um, <laughs> um so the other one of the other things i'd like to mention uh right now is that i read an article on deadline uh deadline.com which is one place i get entertainment news that cineworld confirms july reopening of all movie theaters i saw that sets dates for the u.s uk and more so regal entertainment the owner of cineworld group has confirmed it will reopen cinemas in some of its markets during the last week of I june i text you the other day because amc popped up ah with all theaters expected to be back online during the course of july can we just like go to the movie movies for a week straight when I get back? Seriously. I'll be like, gotta go, guys. <laughs> and that movie theater we go to anyway is mm-hmm. primarily empty. I know. It was empty when when we Pre-pandemic. when everybody was free. <laughs> so now it's I mean, in these this theater, those reclining seats, the best popcorns, the best kept secret. It's a small theater. Ticket prices are reasonable. Yeah, I imagine they're going to enforce, you know, a certain amount of seats, right? They'll. Uh, this is my guess, mm-hmm. um, that they'll uh, have a certain amount of seats between each person, each person that's not in your party, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll only sell, you know, they they'll only be able to sell a certain amount of tickets, probably. And I don't. They might make us wear masks. How do you do that when you're eating popcorn? Because it's man, I don't know, but it's mandatory in the state of California right now. Yeah, but in restaurants, you don't have to have them on when you're eating. Okay, so how do you think that that you would navigate that if you were um, a movie theater you have to, owner? You have to wear them until you, you're seated. Gotcha. I mean, if they have concession open, they can't make people like where you can put the popcorn through. I'm the ask. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would imagine you have to have them on unless you're eating. Mm-hmm. It's probably, I mean, I don't know how much they're going to be able to regulate if they keep concession open. They're not going to really do well. Yeah, if they that's don't keep entirely possible. Open. I mean, that that might be 
you know, that's where they make a lot of their money. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I mean, but everybody's going to lose a lot of money. They're just trying to, they're trying to put out some movies so the whole industry doesn't tank. I mean, they've got blockbusters like Tenet, which I've been looking forward to, and Mulan, and, and all kinds of different things, so, like, yeah. supposed to come out in July, and... There's some like big horror movies that are supposed to come out in the fall. Now, listen, I want everyone to live, so do what you need to do. I'm just yeah. talking about my excitement. Just stay out of my theater. <laughs> I'm just talking about my excitement. They might take our temperatures. That's uh, one of the things too that they seems to have fixated on, as if you know you can you can have COVID and not have a temperature. However, <laughs> so can I just say that I know for a fact because a friend of mine who's living in San Diego where they open the bars and stuff before they did here. Yeah. Uh, that the, th- the temperature gauge, the thermometer, whatever that they were using was intentionally broken. <laughs> she went in like her, her temperature. For the love of God. Yeah. Because they didn't want to turn away business. Uh, see, so those are the things that of people course, just need to be aware of. The criminals you know? are going to take advantage of everything. Well, and people are also, Tired of their businesses being closed, and to them, it's desperate. To, I'm not. I'm not. That's not me rationalizing. I'm just saying. Or endorsing. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's what happens, right? When you're, mm-hmm. it's survival mode. Yeah, we're just talking about people and what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, People's reactions to almost losing their businesses. Yeah, we've talked about it a bunch of times. It's yeah. like I feel for that as well. I am not in that situation. However, I've heard heard and heard interviews with lots of very ethical, strong, compassionate business owners who are doing a lot of good and doing a lot of things and sort of saying, we're going to do that until we go out of business and then we'll make other plans. It's still a choice, right? (laughs) Oh, very much. And, and we, you know, as Americans, I'll tell you, we, we sit in a whole crap ton of entitlement as people. Like that's the way we're reared in this country is that we're entitled to this or entitled to that. And so, you know, we get in, we get ourselves in a little bit of a pickle with that belief system. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, and then we'll be done for this episode, but I wanted to let you know that Elijah Wood is supposed to star as an FBI analyst on the Ted Bundy case in a something called No Man of God. Hmm. He's in a horror movie right now, too, that just came out this year. Yeah, he is. It's a crime thriller. Um, Interesting. I'd like to see that. It's supposed to launch in um, Cannes or Cannes, depending on where you're from, the uh, virtual market. Because they're, instead of, you know, obviously, instead of the big markets that they hold at festivals where everybody pitches and buys um, film product, uh, they're having a virtual market. So it's supposed to be launched next week in the... Cans Market. Um, it's set largely in a single interrogation room. Again, this is on Deadline.com. Uh, the film is based on real-life transcripts culled from conversations between FBI analyst Bill Hagmeyer and serial killer Bundy that took place between 84 and 89. The film details the complicated relationship that formed between the two men, which we have discussed on the show a little bit before, Um and Bundy's during Bundy's final years on death row. Although we didn't concentrate on that in our in our show, but when this comes out, um, we'll watch it and we'll talk about it because we've got a long history of talking about all things Ted Bundy on this yeah. show. So Whenever a, they come up with a new movie, we talk about it. So, I want, do you have the name? Of, did, sorry, I don't know if I missed. Did you say the name of the in, the real life investigator? 
Uh, Bill Hagmeyer. I think I may have mentioned him because he was one of the guys that recorded. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you probably did. We just didn't concentrate no, on it. No, I, I think I had a, like a very small segment on, on because, yeah, I remember that name. Yes, and that's who Elijah is playing. Um, and cool. so it's, uh, I, I, it doesn't mention, it doesn't mention who the casting search for Bundy is ongoing is what the article says. And it's called no man for no man of God, no man of God. So okay. we'll just see where it comes. That's all I got. That's good stuff. Good stuff. We did a little news today. You guessed the trivia. Uh, yeah, like because you uh, handed it to me. And with Kath. I just got it wrong. Not the <laughs> trivia. <laughs> See? See, that's how you have to think of it. I'm not I'm not trying to draw it's not trivia. I'm giving you facts because they're fun facts, and maybe you figure it out, maybe don't. Oh, There's she no is so There's no pressure. Yeah. There's no pressure about it. She's she's got that little smile that she gets when okay. she's like, Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, nobody has to answer on Instagram anymore. Yeah, no, but you can okay, if you want. Don't worry if you about want to just it. randomly send Kathy messages about the horror facts with Kathy. Like, in particular, you should really send her messages if she gets something wrong. Because yeah, everybody loves that. I love being corrected. Yeah, everybody loves being corrected. Like, Please actually, do that. It actually wasn't a $700,000 budget, it was $750,000. Kath. One. <laughs> right so on. I'm sorry. Yeah. You fail. Yeah, everybody loves to be corrected. That's our psychological I tip for the day. <laughs> Jojo, we only need you once. Get out. Yeah, uh, Jojo likes to sing. All right, thank you so much for listening. This is Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.